about friendship. We're going to be talking about marriage. Uh, just going to be talking about relationships in general. And uh, today we want to talk about friendship. And uh, we all need that because, you know, I've got friends in my life. And if you start looking at, um, you've got childhood friends, you've got maybe high school friends, you may you have college friends, you know, uh, you've got work friends, you've got uh, activity friends, you know, you play sports with maybe. Uh, so there's different types of relationships, different types of friendships that we have. I know this past weekend, it was like the 30th anniversary of uh, uh, my, my high school reunion. And so I was just looking back. I didn't go to it, but I was looking back at just some of the people that went, that attended those, uh, looking at those, those pictures and people who had passed away and just uh, how people had changed. Most people have less hair. They have more body, you know. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's different. Things change over time, right? And we understand this. Um, but, but friendships, you know, some, some friendships, uh, they, they seem to fade away. Then you have some friendships that just get stronger as, as they go along. Uh, there's some people like that in my life. I have uh, I got a great set of, of just family and friends that I'm surrounded by. Uh, I'm blessed with very strong relationships. And I've got uh, two friends uh, in particular that uh, we get a chance to see each other every so often. And it's not, not all the time. Maybe once a year we get a chance to see each other. But we were college uh, friends and uh, we got to meet each other when we were at school, and uh, just over the years, uh, as our families have grown, we've seen changes. We've been there for each other at different times, uh, when, when parents have passed away, um, when uh, we've gotten married. These are big events in our lives, and so, yeah, these are, uh, these are my friends right here. These guys, uh, we took this picture this past May. Uh, they came down, and we, we, played, we played around the golf over here. Uh, in Savannah, and so they, they'll come down every so often and say, hey, let's get together, let's play a round of golf. They're much better than me. I just like driving the cart, you know, and so, uh, you know, I'm just out there for a good time, but it's always good, and you know what? I texted them. Uh, I texted them last night, and I said, guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing a message tomorrow on friendship, and I just, I just told them, I just said, I just want to let you know how much you guys mean to me, uh, how, how big of an encouragement you've been in my life, how you've been there at a lot of different times in, in my life, and, and you've uh, just your, your friendship has helped shape me become the person that I am today, and so I just said, I, I want to thank you, and, and I just want to tell you guys I love you. And uh, one, of, one of the guys wrote back, Kevin, here on this side. He's like, man, he's like, that's awesome. He's like, I don't even know what to say. He's like, uh, it's, very, um, it's very unique to have men tell each other that they love each other, right? Because uh, that's just not something that happens a lot, that, that we just don't walk around, hey, dude, I love you, man. If you did that, people like look at you kind of weird, right? And so, uh, which, is, which is a bad thing, I think. I, I, I think we, we don't say it enough. And so especially for guys, and, and so I want to take that opportunity last night just to let them know, guys, you mean something to me. I love you, and I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate just um, what you have meant to me over the years. And so maybe that's what you need to do today. Maybe you need to uh, shoot that text out to somebody you haven't had a chance to talk to in a while and just say, you know what, I, I just, you know, tell them that you love them. Tell them that you appreciate them. Get, get that chance to say hello again. Um, there was somebody who said this, and I just this is where I want to start with this whole conversation. Uh, I don't know exactly who said this, but I, I love it, and I've, I've made this quote for years. It says, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. I think friendship and the people that we hang out with, the people that we allow in our circles, right? 
So you have a circle. You have different circles in your life. You have uh, con- you can almost look at your life as concentric circles, a circle inside of a circle inside of a circle. And so uh, you have an inner circle. And even Jesus had this. Jesus had an inner circle of people that, uh, that he spent a lot of his time with. Then he had another circle outside of that and then another circle outside of that. You have the same thing. This seems very common for us that we have these circles in our life. And um, you just need to ask yourself, who's in your circle? Who's in your inner circle? Right. Who's in your closest circle? Because whoever is in your closest circle, that's who's going to have the influence in your life. So show me your friends and I'll show you what your future looks like. You show me who's the closest to you and that's who has the influence on your life. There's a pastor in Canada. His name is Jeff Brody. He pastors Connexus Church. And this is what he said. He says, we are drowning in shallow connections and we are thirsty for deeper meaning. We are drowning in shallow connections, and we're thirsty for deeper meaning. And, and what he was talking about was this. He's like, that we'll have social media friends, right? Uh, and it's like, you can have, I looked at my list. There's like, I have like 2,600, 2,600 people on Facebook. Um, and then it's like, I don't, I, I, there's no way that I can know them, right? Uh, probably half of them are spam bots, and, you know, they're not even real, probably. But, um, you know, I look back through it and I'll see, well, I kind of know this person through this person and, and some people. And it's like they're not really friends, all of those people. Uh, some of them are. Some of them are really close. Some of them are not as close as others. And then some of them I'm like, how did you even get on this list? Right? And, and so we live in our cultures like that, that with social media, we can have a lot of extensions there. And it can give us the semblance of connection. It can give us the semblance of, of a relationship. But we really have to ask ourselves, is there anything there? Or is it just a lot of shallow connections, right? Is, is that what our life is, is filled with, shallow connections? And where are those deeper connections uh, that we need? Because we do thirst for that. We do thirst for those deeper connections to know somebody and to have somebody know us. To know that we can be ourselves around somebody, to know that we don't have to put on airs, to know that we don't have to put on the mask and play a game or, or to play a role in any kind of way, but to know that when you come to certain people, you don't have to put on anything and you're just like, man, yeah, I know who you are, right? Uh, I know you don't have to put on a game, you don't have to put on the mask. And, and that's what we long for. We long f- to be comfortable around people, to have people to really know us. And so... Uh, so just so how many friends do you have, right? Just kind of ask yourself in your, in your head, how many friends do you have? How many friends can you have? How, that's, I guess that's maybe another question is how many friends can, is, are, is it possible to have, right? Um, and it's not unlimited. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Robin Dunbar. He is a professor of experimental psychology at Oxford University. And uh, Robin Dunbar came up with this theory called Dunbar's Number. And Dunbar's Number works this way. It's a theory that uh, posits the number of meaningful relationships is limited. Uh, So the the number of meaningful relationships that you have is limited to a a certain number. And so this is his his theory is that you can have uh, five really close. And yeah, they've got it up here. Five loved ones, right? You have you can have five really, really, really close relationships. 
then you have uh, you can have up to 15 good friends, right? People who, who know you, that you hang out with. Uh, they Whoa, they kind of know your stuff, right? Uh, well, yeah, that's, we just got a point for that one, guys. Woohoo! We're winning the day, okay? Uh, we might want to fix that on that computer, so uh, yeah. Uh, so you have five loved ones. You have 15. You can have 15 good friends. You might just want to go to focus and mute that. Okay, there you go. Awesome. Uh, go to five loved ones, 15 good friends. Then you can have up to 50 friends, right? They say you can have up to 50 friends that kind of know who you are, right? You're, you're friends with them. It's not like you're hanging out with them maybe every day, but you have a good relationship with them. So 50 friends, uh, then you can have 150 meaningful contacts. And this is where it says you kind of cut off after this, right? That you, your capacity really is up to 150 meaningful contacts. That outside of that, you really start losing that deep, meaningful uh, relationship. And, and it goes on from there. It goes on to 500 acquaintances and that you have 1,500 people that you, you can actually just recognize. Like, yeah, I know who that is, right? But that doesn't mean that you know anything else really about them or that they know anything else really about you. And so this is Dunbar's theory. And uh, he, he did a lot of study on this. And, and so it, it, it makes you wonder, right, who's in your circle? How many's in your circle? How many's in your closest circle? What, what does that mean for you when you start thinking about friendship? What does the Bible say about this? Well, let's, that's, that's a great question. Let's go uh, to Proverbs. And this is, we're going to hang out in Proverbs because Proverbs, um, Proverbs are, is, is, I love Proverbs for, for a couple different reasons. Proverbs is a book that you can go read through every month. I did this for a while. I just went and read a different chapter of Proverbs um, every day. And you can go through the entire book of Proverbs in one month, right? Uh, it is a great way to just kind of read through. It is super practical. Uh, Proverbs is, it doesn't get very heady. It's not got a ton of, of like heady theology in it. It is very practical. And so I love Proverbs. But the Proverbs, it's, it's not things that are always, it's not like promises. I think sometimes people look at Proverbs and say, well, these are promises. Proverbs are more things that are probable to happen. Okay, it's it's not it's not saying, hey, that this statement is going to always be true. It's probably going to be true. Right. So Proverbs is generally true for us. Uh, it's a general statement doesn't necessarily mean these are promises. But when you look at Proverbs, it has a lot to say about relationship. Proverbs 13 and 20. This is what it says. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. But the companion of fools will suffer harm. It says, if you are a companion of fools, you're going to do damage to your life. If you're a companion of foolish people, uh, it's going to wind up hurting you in the long run. Anybody you know, you say, that's true. You've, you've, you've been there. You've lived it, right? And so, but the, but the positive side of this, it says, whoever walks with the wise They'll become wise. If you hang out with wise people, you have a tendency to, to uh, take on their wisdom. You have a tendency to learn from them. And the same thing about foolish people. If you hang out with foolish people, you have a tendency to take on their attributes. You have a tendency to, to take on their characteristics. And you start living out their bad choices, too. And, and it says this is Proverbs. It's super practical stuff. And so Proverbs says this. This is walk with the wise, and you become wise. See, you can't know what's ahead, right? 
You, you don't know where things are always going. You don't know exactly what's around the corner. You can't know what's ahead. But you can decide who is next to you when you face it. You can decide. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I don't know what's going to happen this afternoon. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I've got a general idea. Maybe I've got a calendar that tells me, right? I know I've got a calendar that tells me my appointments and all this stuff, but I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I don't know what crisis I'm going to face. I don't know what phone call I'm going to get. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that there are people who are with me in my life that whatever happens, they're going to walk through it with me. They're going to be there with me and help walk me through that scenario or that crisis or that moment or that celebration, whatever it is. I don't get to decide what happens in my future, really. There are things that I can't decide, but I can decide who goes with me. So who goes with you in your circles? Who has the ability and the permission to have hard conversations with you, right? Who is that? Because that's, that's the people that, that um, you know, have those deep, meaningful relationships. A deep, meaningful relationship is, is those people who has the ability, who have the permission to have a hard conversation with you, and you trust them in that hard conversation. Those are the people that uh, you're going to have the most meaningful relationships with. Are those people that have the permission to speak into your life, to say, yes, that's great, or no, that's not good? Those are the people right there that you're going to trust. Who has the ability and the permission to have the hard conversations with you? This is the mark of a deep friendship. Surface-level relationships aren't built for tough times or hard conversations, right? You know this. If you've been to some of these, uh, some of these Facebook friends that you've seen, right, if you've ever tried to message them on something that, um, that they're doing, and so, ooh, that's probably not a good decision. If you've ever tried that with someone that you don't really have a deep, meaningful relationship with, uh, they usually get offended, and they push back. It's like, I don't know who you think you are, right? Just because we're Facebook friends doesn't mean that you can tell me that. Just because we're Facebook friends or, or, or uh, Twitter friends or whatever your social media app is that you like using, whoever that is, if you try to give them advice, a lot of times they'll push back on that. Because they say, you're not that person. You're not that person that has permission to speak into my life and have uh, hard conversations with me. So surface-level relationships aren't built for that. That's why I think we have social media, you know, it gives a semblance of connection, but it doesn't really foster that, you know. There are people in my life that they have that, that permission to have that hard con. That doesn't mean I like it. Let's, let's, make, let's, let's, just, let's just set it straight. We don't like having the hard conversation, right? Doesn't mean I have to like it, but it does mean that they have the permission to speak to me about that. It may mean that I am upset and angry at first, but if they have the permission to speak to me about that, I'm not just going to walk away and blow that off. I have to do something with that. Right? I have to do something with that. And so um, these people that, that are in my circles, that have this ability to speak into my life, they're not surface-level relationships. Dr. Henry Cloud, I love Dr. Henry Cloud. This is what he said. He said, a good test of a relationship is how a person responds to no. Love respects no, control does not. He says, how a person 
responds to no is a good test of that relationship. When you tell them no, how do they take it? That is a good test. Love respects no, control does not. Dr. Henry Cloud's got a lot to say uh, in his books, and I highly recommend uh, you check some of these out. See, it's, it's, it, they're not fun. It's not, these are people that's not just the, around for the good time. Right? They can be there for the good time, but it's also the people who are there in the bad time, the people who can have the hard conversations with us. They are, uh, you know, some of these surface-level relationships, they're only there for the fun, right? It's kind of like the beer commercials that you see, right? Anybody ever seen a beer commercial? Okay, okay, all right. I'm not asking you if you drink beer. I'm just saying, have you seen the commercial? Okay, it's, it's not Confession Sunday, right? Okay, at least not yet. Uh, if you've seen a beer commercial, they're all hanging out, right? They're having a great time. But you think about it, it's like, they're just there for the party. They're just there for the good time. That's how the commercial is. And, and you wonder, when things get tough, when things get hard, when you get the phone calls that you don't want to get, who is it that's in that circle that says, hey, I'm here? I'm here. It, it's, it, it, you know what? I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but whatever's going to happen, I'm going to be here with you. And that's so important for us to develop these kind of friendships, to develop and have these kind of relationships. Because if we're talking about heart rate, if we're talking about uh, what makes your relationships good, you know, who are those relationships that um, you look at and you say, man, that's, I, I'm so glad that you're in my life, right? Obviously, you have uh, husbands and wives, and those are the relationships, hopefully, that help your heart, that make your heart skip a beat, right? You know, that's what we, we say. It helps you, man, man, that just make my heart skip a beat, right? Uh, then you have those relationships that's just like, man, you know, I, you just you make me want to stop my heart because <laughs> you're no fun to be around. Um, and, and so we have to be careful. We have to be careful who we're allowing in. So, so who should be allowed into your circle? This is, this is really kind of what we're getting down to. So this is kind of the practical side of this. Who should be allowed into your circle and who shouldn't be allowed into your circle? So if you're looking at these uh, circles, that these concentric circles, if your life is like you're in the center and all these people are surrounding you in a concentric circle, who should be allowed into these circles? And there are three types of people. And Dr. Cloud, he, he in his book, um, Necessary Endings, he goes through this. And I, I, I encourage you to look at this. Um, he says there's three types of people, and we're going to find this. It's all throughout Proverbs. This is really kind of where, where this comes from. Um, he says, first off, he says there are wise people. There are wise people that need to be in your circle. These are the people who they give you good advice. These are the people, you know what, who they're out for your good. Whether, whether they get something back from you or not, you know what, these are the people who um, they want to speak into your life. These are people who have something to share with you, okay? And, and they're wise people. And, and what we need from them is this, or we, what we need to, to do for them is this, is we need to invest in them. We need to invest in the relationships uh, of those people who are wise. Uh, we need to spend time there. We need to ask questions there. We need to be intentional about setting up. Say, hey, if you've ever called somebody up and said, hey, man, let's go do coffee right hey let's 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 go play a round of golf hey let's go to the to the shooting range right let's go whatever it looks like for you whatever that looks like for you it's those people there who are those people that are wise who are those people that they make you better they sharpen you right 
They are encouraging to you. They're pointing you in the right direction. Uh, they, they are modeling out godly character. They, they're giving godly advice. Who is that? Who is that for you? Because that's the people that you need to invest in. That's who you need to say, hey, these people are wise. This is where I need to be intentional about my relationships. I need to be intentional about who is in my life. This is someone who is willing um, to receive the feedback, right? Uh, they're, they're willing to give feedback and get feedback. These are, these are wise people. Uh, and so what does Proverbs say? Proverbs 15.31. This is Proverbs 15.31 says this. It says, the ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among, the, dwell among the wise. If you're willing to listen to life-giving reproof, to life-giving correction, right, you're going to be the person that, that chooses wise relationships. You're going to invest in those wise relationships. Why? Because they're life-giving. They don't suck the life out of you, just like what I said a minute ago. Who's, who are those people they just suck the life out of you, right? They just... Uh, take it out of you, and it's just like, man, I am worse for being around you. Who's the opposite people in your life? Who are the life-giving people? The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. So three types of people. First type of person is this, the wise people. The approach is to invest in them. Second type of person that we find is this. And we find this all throughout Scripture, especially in wisdom literature and Scripture. It talks about these people. The fools, right? Anybody know a fool? Anybody look in the mirror and seen a fool? Okay, <laughs> you fool, right? Um, uh, you know, we have wise people. We need to invest in them. The fools, uh, the Bible has a lot to say about these guys. Foolish people, they resist, they explain, and they justify everything that they do. They resist, they explain. When you say, hey, why did this happen? Well, let me tell you why this is happening. I have a good excuse for why this They resist, they explain, and they justify everything that they do, right? What, what's the approach for um, a fool? What do we do? What's our response to a fool? We have to limit them. You have to limit the fools in your life. Come on, somebody. <laughs> If you ain't heard anything good today, y'all need to say amen to that. <laughs> amen, Pastor. We need to limit the fools. We need to limit the foolishness in our life. We need to limit the fools in our circles. Um, this is what Scripture has to say about foolish people, right? Proverbs twelve fifteen. Proverbs twelve fifteen. It says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice, right? You can't tell a fool anything. You can't say, hey, don't walk down this path. That's, that's going to not be good. This is a dead end, or, or it actually leads to a drop-off. Don't keep walking. Ah, man, you don't know what you're talking about. A fool will not heed good advice. It's their, their, their way is right in their own eyes. That's that a whole phrase you could just go do a study on in, in the Bible, in, the, in uh, Judges, and in Proverbs, right in his own eyes, right? Go read all the places where it talks about people being right in their own eyes. It is never good. Right? It is never good. So the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, right? Proverbs twenty six, eleven. Proverbs twenty six, eleven. This is a gross one, but it's it I mean it's in the Bible, so it's trying to, he's trying to tell us something. Like a dog that returns to his vomit is a fool that repeats his folly. That's that's what foolish people do. They get in a cycle where they do the same things over 
and over and over again. Why are you doing this? Stop doing this, right? There have been people um, that, that I've talked to, and they'll come in and they'll talk to me about life, and they'll talk to me about things, and it's like every time they come in, it's the same story. It's the same thing. They keep doing the same things over and over. I keep allowing the same things to happen over and over, and it's like, why, why are you doing this? And you're not listening to the advice that's being given because you keep doing foolish things, foolish people. They, uh, a fool will continue to live in a loop of the same choices. So we have wise people. We have foolish people. Third kind of person that we have is this, is we have evil people. Evil people. And evil people are people who are manipulative. Um, they are deceitful. And they lack empathy, and they are out for your destruction. They are out for your destruction. What's the approach to them? You got to run from them. You got to run from them. If there are people that you're investing in, people that you're limiting, if evil people, you have to run from them. You can't just allow them to continue to uh, be in your life because they will take you down. Proverbs 4 and 14. Proverbs 4 and 14. Can you put that up there? It says, do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not go on to it. Turn away from it and pass on, right? Because he's saying, listen, this is a dead end. This is a destructive end. These people are only out for their own good. They only want what's good for them. They don't care anything about you. That's an evil person. They're deceitful, they're manipulative, and they lack empathy. I want you to stand with me this morning. When you look at your relationships, when you look at the circles that you have surrounding you, right? When if you look at Dunbar's number and your five people, who's your five people? Your five closest people. Who are your ten good friends, right? Maybe that next stage out, who are those 50 people that you say, man, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a significant relationship. That's a significant friendship who are these people that are in these first three circles for you? Who are these people that you allow to be in your orbit? Do they have good things that they're pouring in? Or do they just suck the life right out of you? Or do they do damage to your life? Right? The Bible says this, we have to understand. Remember a few weeks ago we talked about judge not. This is one of those judging moments where we have to be somewhat uh, judgy, right? We have to use good judgment on who we're going to allow into our life, into our circles. Who are those people? I'm using good judgment to say, who are my five people or who are my ten people going to be the closest to me, to pour into me, that I'm going to be intentional about and asking them, invest in my life. And then I'm going to identify those people that I need to limit. They may not intentionally be trying to be bad, but they, they just keep on that cycle of just bad choices. I've got to limit them. I've got to set boundaries. Hey, that's, a, that's not a dirty word, guys. Boundaries is a good word. If you look in Scripture, there's all kinds of boundaries. In Scripture, we're, we're, we're told to, uh, you know, set boundaries. Even God sets boundaries. He said he set the boundaries of the sea. He said, I set the boundaries of the sea so they could come this far, no farther. I set that boundary and that border. You know what? Just like God sets boundaries, we need to set boundaries. And there are also people that we need to run from. Who is that? Those people we need to say, they can't be in my life. 
they, they, they cannot speak into me anymore. This is what I believe. You might be one relationship away from changing the course of your destiny. For good or bad. You may be one relationship away from changing the course of your destiny. What does that look like for you? So this morning, with your heads bowed, let's just pray. Father, we come to you. And we are a group of people. We have so many relationships. And, and, and there are things, people that we look at. Um, some are closer than others. Some speak really good things into our life and some not so much. But this morning I'm praying, God, that you would help us to God, just be discerning. To use good judgment. To make good choices. To see what's really true and to see what's real. And what's real with people who are wise that we can identify them and not only identify them, but be intentional about investing in them. God, help us to see that. Help us to see the wise people, the ones that you want us uh, to walk with so that we can become wise, so that we can gain the good from the relationship, so that we can be sharpened and become more uh, like the picture you want us to, to be like. So, Lord, help us also to identify the people who are out to destroy us, the people who are out to hurt us, Maybe even the people who don't want to destroy us, but they're still not good for us. Help us, Father, to be discerning about this. Help us, Lord, that as we walk through these relationships, that we can see what's right and what's wrong. That we can make a good decision on this, on what's right and what's wrong. God, give us wisdom. Give us uh, clarity. Father, let us see. Lord, let us be able to hear uh, what we need to hear perceive what we need to perceive we thank you Lord for your direction, for your Holy Spirit so Lord help us today in Jesus name, amen can we sing this together yeah, when Ryan told me what his message was going to be about, this song came to mind and it may seem like an odd one an odd choice but when I think about the fact that my relationship with Jesus awakens those things that are God given in my life that he placed within it stirs up those gifts that are supposed to be stirred up in my life. And likewise, 